where the whiteboards are, a podcast by educators about all things education. Still with us here today, we have Joey Stokes. Uh, he introduced himself on a previous podcast. We uh, love having him here. I think he has some good input. We have parent-teacher conferences coming up. It's that time of year. And uh, so I, I thought it'd be a good idea just to talk about maybe best practices. Um, maybe we share some horror stories or success stories. We don't have to. I don't know. There's not like a, I don't have a clear vision, but it, it's, you know, not, a, there's not a lot of philosophy to dive into here just because like, you know, parents should be involved, but um, you know, how we approach it, um, how the districts that we've all been in have organized them. Um, I, you know, I think it's worth the conversation to establish what we think are best practices for it. So I don't know who wants to, who wants to start with what they like, what they don't like. So obviously from switching from one school to another school, parent teacher conferences have changed pretty significantly. Oh yes. Um, at our previous school, um, it was done in the fall as well as the spring, and it would be kind of an all-day event until about 8 o'clock at night, 7, 8. Yeah, wasn't it done? 8 to 8 at first? I think it was 8 to 8 at first, um, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., um, which becomes a very long day, especially a lot of times it was mm. on that Monday or that Tuesday to start our week, um, so it came mm. became kind of tiring, too. Wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. Well, so when it was, yeah. this is maybe more detail that we need, but when it was 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., it was on a Thursday. Oh, that's And then right. we had credit off. Yeah, that was nice. That's which right. was cool. Yeah, and the students got yeah. two days off because we were all working. So it was like a four-day weekend for students, three-day weekend for teachers. Then when we went to the four-day week, it shifted to just being on a Monday, which is not as cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, because we nope. would be there until... 8 p.m. and then yeah, and oh, work go all back week. at school the next day. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was pretty exhausting. Um, the benefit was the way that it was run, everybody had a table in the gym. And I think I it's the that. best way to do parent-teacher conferences as far as getting parents that you maybe not wouldn't see normally because they might be there for science. But they would also mm -hmm. pop in for English or math or other extracurriculars because of the convenience of everybody being there. It also... Already there. Don't right. have to find their and room. And it also but, felt yeah. a lot safer. Um, I don't think people realize that it's kind of intimidating to have a stranger come into your space, especially mm -hmm. a stranger that maybe is upset with you for whatever reason. Um, and being in a room right. alone with them kind of sets you up for maybe conversations that administration should be involved with that you're not that you're having in your room um, alone with that parent and so it was kind of nice because administration was already right there if you needed them to maybe pulled in for this conversation or the sped department if there were things going on in the classroom that um, needed those other people to be right there counseling Counselor was there. yeah so mm -hmm. so it was really really nice the way it was set up at our previous school I will say other than the 8 a.m. to yeah. 8 p.m., because that's just too long. Um, you want to be yeah. accessible for parents, but also I have limits as a human being. And if you still want to meet with a parent or a parent wants to meet with you, email, call. Like there are other opportunities beyond um, that day, that Dude, one day. I, I, I remember those days and like the last two hours, especially the last hour, just everything was in a fog. Like my voice hurt. I couldn't think straight. 
I'm like, who are we talking about again? Oh, the kid sitting right in front of me. Uh, What's your name? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah it's like, who, who, what is, uh, you know, uh, so it is, it's very extremely yeah. mentally exhausting. You just end up You fried do. You truly end up fried. And talking about your child, um, it's important that your child is with you if they can be. I think it's important that they're yep. involved in the conversation. <sighs> and oftentimes... Mm-hmm. It's the really good kids, and we see the parents of the really good kids. And so then we're just saying, they're great, uh, they're great, they're great, they're great. Have a nice day. And I don't think that that is beneficial. Like, maybe it's boosting your ego and oh, your child's ego. Right. Um, but the ones I need to conference with aren't showing up Right, but Billy Bob that has 17 Fs um, and hasn't been to school. <laughs> Out of right, seven and classes. And hasn't been to school in four weeks or whatever. That's the parent that I really need to reach. And so I struggle with that oftentimes. I th- we, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we live in an area where, I mean, socioeconomics and, and poverty are, are such a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And I, unfortunately, I think where parents aren't involved in parent-teacher conferences, are, they're definitely not involved in a lot of other areas yeah. in that kid's life. And we yeah. end up picking up the, the slack on that a lot of times. Um, but yeah, we're we're a business that's uh, definitely about relationships and about people and working where we had all of the conferences in one room at the same time was definitely the best way I think I've ever seen that handled. I get nobody now on parent-teacher same. conferences. How do, they, how do they organize it at your current We have it district? on a Thursday as well. And, uh, and then the kids have Thursday and Friday off. The teachers have Friday off. Um, but it's just mm-hmm. come to your classroom. We don't at the high school level we don't have people sign up for time slots or anything it's just a pop-in kind of deal but the last time i was um i was there i i am really good at missing those now (laughs) student activities which is uh, it's good and bad um but uh yeah i i think i had two the last time i came in parents and and again most of the time Mm -hmm. it's ones that are your kids doing everything they need to do so how long do they keep you there uh, it is 8 a.m. to, I think we go until 8 p.m. I wow. think it's all day. Wow. just two. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, that See, makes I, it go uh, so slow. Yeah. Mine's uh, noon to eight with a with and an hour for dinner. Plenty. I mean, who do you get in the morning anyway that's... Right. So, yeah. We're really honestly. spoiled, I guess. This year, ours is... It, <laughs> it's on a Monday, which stinks because obviously that makes your week kind of feel long. But ours is just from noon to six. Um, and that feels really nice for us. Because it's because we do six-hour PD days. So, yeah. uh, like, eight to three with an hour oh. for lunch. So, there, it's 12 to six conferences. Right. Well, um, that feels so that is the same amount of time. That feels very nice. Now, I will <laughs> say, last year I had three parents, I think, maybe four parents total in that length of time. Um, so, it's nice in terms of getting a lot of stuff done in my classroom. Right. Um, you know, I yeah. can work on other things sure. or like do grading or lesson planning and stuff. Um, but I don't feel like it's all that valuable of time when I only am seeing four parents and it's, oh, and very mm-hmm. rarely is it parents that I actually need to have a conversation with. Cause like you said, they're, um, socially economically, they might not be able to come to school. Both parents are working until 10 PM or later. Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's parents that still want to be involved in their kids' lives, and right. it's it's crazy. Um, we did bus routes whenever COVID happened, 
And uh, we went out and delivered meals and teachers would get on buses and go drive around. And man, it's just crazy what you see kids that are living in mm-hmm. and, and how little yeah. that their parents are involved. So. Mm-hmm. Right. When I was a teacher, um, started the same format that, that you guys were talking about. Um, as a special education teacher, I really liked it because any parents that came in, I could go over um, the required IEP progress report. So it's not just like grade card stuff. It's like, okay, where are we at with our goals? And we're required to mail that out. But I mean, a lot of times if you just mail that out, it becomes junk mail. Um, so it was nice to sit down with parents yeah. and, and have those conversations. Um, broad uh, picture um, with special education, because so many times it was about more than just my class. Um, but man, having you all in the same room mm-hmm. to help pulling mm-hmm. context, I'd say, you know, you know, on this goal, you know, we're collaborating with, you know, Miss Wood or whatever, you know, and, and kind of say, okay, now you have our perspective, go get hers or vice versa. Um, was really beneficial. Um, I, I really loved parent teacher conferences. Um, as a sped teacher, I didn't have that many parents cause my caseload was pretty small. Mm-hmm. Um, in our district, I think usually around 20, 25. Um, and we were always in constant contact with our parents. Just that's the nature of the IEP for the most part. You know, you always have those outliers. Uh, but going reg ed, it was a huge switch from like, Oh, I'm going to be here. Like I, I had no breaks, um, but it's still really beneficial. And you, to echo what you all are saying, yeah, you see the parents whose kids are already doing great, and those parents are usually involved a lot already. So you're not really telling them anything new. But you know those parents that maybe they wouldn't answer emails or they weren't. Uh, reciprocating any type of communication. It was, man, I really tried to make that time as valuable as I could in, in terms of like trying to paint the picture of how your kid was doing. And it's not always doom and gloom, you know? Some parents are disengaged and their kids are still um, doing doing okay. But just, I really tried to create that relationship with that parent, like find some thread that we could work yeah. on. Um, the One of the benefits that I liked about us all being in the same room is like being able to see the parent come in and kind of watch as they move around uh-huh. and kind of gauge, mm-hmm. you know, their body language. Um, right. I, yeah. I remember one parent, I'm not going to put the name out, but I was the last teacher that she came to and man, she was just like, just moving real slow, heads hanging low. Like, I think it was just bad news after bad news after bad news. And it's like, I'm not going to tell her anything new, you know, in in terms of like, she's heard it. Her body language is real clear. So I was like, yeah, I need to, I need to switch this up and maybe find that really positive thing. Um, And that really helped um, moving to the, to that student as he graduated. I think he he was a sophomore that year. And up until graduation, like that small interaction I had with that parent, we could always call back on and be like, listen, you, your student's behavior that like, you already know how that's going. Cause it's probably at home. It's probably <laughs> been every year up until this point, but mm-hmm. yeah, here are maybe some bright spots that 
we can try to illuminate and give you a little bit of hope and maybe we can work together. Um, and also in reverse, like when you have those parents where it's, yeah, your kid has above a hundred percent in every class, uh, you know, like, yeah. So yeah, they're an excellent student, but you know, here are some things that they might want to also focus on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I always tried to find something positive. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I try to Absolutely. end with that so that they're leaving yeah. with something positive on the plate. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, you get to sit next to different people and um, I try to be real yeah. with, with yeah. people about their kids too, at the same time. And I, I felt like I heard other teachers sometimes that were afraid to get into the weeds with, okay. with kids. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I think, I think it's important to be on both ends of the spectrum and, and be as real with people as you can. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not big on BS and yeah. I hate it whenever people BS me. So I hate it whenever I feel yeah. like I'm doing that to people as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. I have a young daughter that's in public school and she has IEP meetings and I had one recently and it was like, Oh, everybody just, just loves her and she's doing great. And I'm like, no, that's not <laughs> that's <laughs> what you talk about. What? No, yeah, like we know she's cute. Yeah, we're aware. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I can appreciate what you're saying. Like be real. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not gonna be anything new. <laughs> and I think it's important too that you if you are a parent out there listening to this, that you bring your kid with you to these parent teacher conferences if it's possible. Because then I can turn to the kid and say, Hey, what do you think? What what do you think is going well? What do you think is not going well? And can you make a plan to Make a make a change on that. I just oh, sorry. some of mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> okay, yeah. Some of, some of my best conferences, I feel like, ended up being more of a conversation yeah. between me and the student Correct. with the parent there. Yeah. You know, like yeah, the parent initiated like with a question, "How are we doing? What do we need to focus on?" But then I just immediately yeah. like, "Hey, student B, whatever your name is, like, you know, what are we going to do about this?" And you know, trying to place yeah, that onus. On them. We've probably all had parents too that will be like, you know, no matter what you say about what a kid's done, no, that didn't happen. But if the kid's sitting there with them, you can be like, well, no, this happened, right? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) Right, right. I did that. (laughs) I can remember I had a kid, he's a sophomore, and he was gluing, he took glue and put it on note cards and was gluing them down to my table. <gasps> and I was just like, what are you thinking? And so whenever I had that conversation with dad, he was like, oh, yeah, I, I did that. <laughs> and and his dad's like, what's yeah, your you excuse did. for that? I watched like, it. <laughs> I'm dumb. I don't know. So I'm from a dumb family. <laughs> I mean, there is that too, though. Uh, what's nice about the way that we did it at our previous school is We'd get eighty percent of the student body yeah. parents there, if not more. Sometimes, it, it felt, yeah, like it a felt very much like thing. a whole entire community would come out, and I think it is partially because it was all in the gym and all in one location. I think that yeah. helped facilitate that, which was awesome. But you could also, it was nice to kind of go, oh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree on this family. Oh. Okay, I understand now maybe where those hurdles are because maybe in the house. That is a hurdle yeah. that they deal with every single day. It does. It, it helps you gauge like what the student needs, more right. of what the student right. needs. When yeah. I, oh, Sam, go ahead. You oh, 
Well, I was just going to say, I, I, like, I want the student there, right? Like, I want us all to chat. But I do hate um, something that I've noticed often is, like, say we're not doing super great. And then, like, the parent is sitting there and their arms are folded. And they're just, like, staring at their kid angrily. And the kid's all, like, slumped over. And they're like, do you hear what she's saying? After today, all of this is going to change. Your phone, <laughs> it's gone. And you're just, like yelling Nothing. at your child in front of me which is not productive and also really just lip service because whoever that kid was nothing ever changed like everything was still going to be the same yeah. right um yep. so if yep. like parents were listening to this episode it's nice to keep the conversation productive i don't want to be part of this like punitive moment that you're having that's not really about me productive, like, that's yeah. not what i'm here for yeah. and they show up the next day with and their phone yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's, so, every time, at the yeah. end of the day it's a show <laughs> yes yeah. right. exactly it's a hundred percent a show that are like when parents have a tendency to lash out at their kid i just I, it's one of those things where i'm like really consider at times how you interact with your own children because like when you lash out at your kid over their grade all your kid does is lash out at me over their grade like that's how they're learning is the model right. for adapting to that and i don't receive it well so uh, just, i just teach my psychology class over this podcast is what I want to do right now, just with what you're talking about with modeling and mm -hmm. learning behaviors. Right. And, and also, just, this is such a gets on my pet peeves. Um, when I'm when so people, sorry for your pet. When <laughs> when people, I know you can't help it that you bring your. You maybe have elementary school students and middle school students, so you you have all of your brood of kids that come in, and, and that's <laughs> and I get it. Like sometimes you have to have that, um, but it becomes very tiresome when your 18 other children are screaming in the middle of the gym um, or just, you know, just like the behaviors. And then when I see that and I see you as a parent, things start to click in my mind as far as discipline or things that are happening in your own home. Um, so maybe be aware that like we are doing this as a professional courtesy. And so your children should behave as a professional courtesy in some regard too with that. It, it is still supposed to be right. a professional and, environment. And so whenever you yeah. bring in your 47 children and they're all screaming. They've um, increased exponentially. Just, <laughs> I like, yeah, I was like, we're reproducing. Listen, like listen I don't know, you know, and I understand that you get off work and you have yeah. to bring some, some of those children have to come with you. I get that. Um, but maybe have a conversation with them before you enter the gym and decide to take out the basketballs and, Try to you know play horse with the basketballs in, well, while we're having this beneath the basketball. Yeah, hoop. yeah. <laughs> while I'm sitting beneath the basketball hoop, um, terrifying. Yeah. Well, on that note, I I want to shout out to the school district here locally in the town that we're in. When they do their SPS University, they provide childcare. Nice, that's wow. brilliant. Which oh, would be good. And don't you think more parents would come if they didn't have? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, five allows, kids at home. It allows the parents to fully engage in yeah. what they're trying to do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's that's nice. Right. The more convenient you can make it, the right. more effective right. it's going to be. Well, that's ultimately. where Amanda and I are at. I also will just get like three parents, maybe. And I think that's really shocking because the majority of my class load is freshmen. And normally freshman parents, I think, are the most likely to come in. Like, there's not a rhythm that's established yet where they, like, know what to expect of their kid in high school. Um, and so for me to see none of them, I always think is very telling. But also it's not important as one of our, like, building values. Like, our, yes. our building doesn't see them 
as being important. Whereas our previous school, it was one of the very few times where our principal allowed us to offer extra credit if their um, parent and or even the student, if the student just wanted to come without a parent just to talk about their grades, they could receive extra credit. And I think it was so worth it. Like give them five extra credit points. Not only that, especially if it's for kids that are failing your class, give them that little boost. Right. Right. To to help them come in. I think also benefited quite a bit. Not to say that I don't mind only seeing two parents in six hours and I can get stuff done. Right. But something like childcare shows like this is important to us. We value your participation. We care about it. So back to like best practices. When I was regular education, I don't remember like how many students I saw a day, but it was like 230, 250. It was, it was a lot. Um, Outside of just like the report card that the parents got and then mm. being able to pull up the the grades on the laptop, I tried to always have like student work, um, like like oh, assessments or homework. And in my mind, it's like, okay, you know when parent-teacher conferences are coming, who are, you try to run through some of the conversations that you want to have for every kid. And if the kids who are, doing poorly or maybe they just bombed a test. Like those are the things I'm going to pull. I also kept everything, like every test, every homework I, I kept just for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, that was way more impactful to the parent, to the student to say, Hey, this is, it's not just a number on a screen. Like this is, this is yeah. a piece of homework that you turned in. There's no work. You got everything right. Like you just wrote down answers to problems I can't do in my head. Like you know, and mm-hmm. like here's this. Yeah. Here's yeah. the yeah. mistakes that you're making. You're showing progress. Your grade may be low, but I'm seeing some really strong things here. And it wasn't just about the punitive side of like, oh, this is what you're doing wrong. It's also a great way to show growth. Yeah. Um, so having student examples was a really great tool. That's that's perfect. I actually wanted to ask, like maybe it's just like last little segment of the shorter episode, like. What kind of things are like, what does preparation for parent teacher conferences look like for you? Um, and that's, that's super awesome. You know, I also keep student work, uh, not so deliberately. It's more just because I'm bad at turning things <laughs> so true. Um, yeah. if we're being, if we're being honest. Um, but like for, for, for instance, my, my school, uh, expects for the teachers to be the ones who organize their conferences. So I am supposed to contact parents, like send home a letter, send home some sort of notification. Um, They send back like a time window that they're available. I establish the specific time that it's supposed to meet and I send that confirmation home. And then I have like my uh, Google Doc where I keep my my 12 to 8 divided up into 15 minute increments and I keep a schedule of, you know, all the conferences that I'm supposed to have. Uh, I have four of them scheduled right now uh, for tomorrow. Uh, so I'm going to have lots of time to get things done that I need done in my room. Um, but I'm also thinking about how I'm probably going to sit down and deliberately make some phone calls to the students that I know I'm not going to see. Um, just in an effort to try to still make that a conference day, you know, for me. Um, but beyond that, um, I I have to admit that my that my preparation is pretty minimal. Um, I I've unfortunately been really good at flying by the seat of my pants just in my life with 
a lot of things. That's not not best practice, to be clear. No, 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 no. That's not best practice. Like, I'll I'll be the first to admit that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, at this point, what do you want to know from us, right? Yeah, right. Um, And, you know, especially at this point in the year, you have like a pretty good gauge of like, who, who are the students that need more help from you? Who are the students who are excelling? Like, I could talk about any of them you know, as far as like how they are in my class and stuff. Um, I should probably, no, I, I, not probably, I should find better ways to be more prepared. Um, I also forgot to send home a physical letter this year. Uh, so there's an admission of guilt there. This is nice. just my confession <laughs> on parent-teacher conferences this year. Um, but um, I sent out emails and like I, I did like digital notification, but of course, you know, there has and to be a physical the media as well. And like, I have to, have every single one of my kids right stu- how par- inefficient teachers hit Ugh. me up i'd be like oh my gosh yeah. no way yeah and then no like, right. you have no agency over your own schedule as the parent like what if you're trying to see all of the teachers right and you're trying to like run through the things and then people are like sorry we're busy um but you can come in an hour like that's, right that's that seems really silly ours is really streamlined where they actually go into a program that gives them the dates and time mm-hmm. um that, that are available um, and then they sign, they just fill it in and then I just log in and I can see exactly what time they're coming and when they're yeah. coming. See, I love that. Cause we were, we were talking about that I'm earlier, like on our way here. By their process. <laughs> yeah. And I just, kidding I love that it's like centrally right. planned, like excuse I the have to you, do terminology. You have the tech, <laughs> we have the technology. It doesn't take much to make right. that we happen. We can rebuild it. It's easier for them. It's easier for the teacher. It, like, especially if, if you have... You have to do the elementary school and the middle school and the high right, school. Right, because you have forty-seven it, kids, you know? you've got to go to all of the, <laughs> yeah. the places. Now we're going back down. We lost some. Yeah. Of this <laughs> oh, I Susie and Billy you know? Bob, you got to leave them. Then um, they failed all their classes. Yeah. If there Shipping were uh, like new teachers listening for also ways to prepare, what I liked yeah, yeah. to do was I would when we saw so many, um, I printed out everybody's itemized grade card and I would highlight like this is work mm. that was late That's this was point. work that was um missing and then this is like hey you did so well here um so it was kind of like color-coded yeah. for me that's way easier to talk through like i know what my system is so if i'm giving you the grade card i can still be all of that um i also liked to do something else but i don't know what that was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, it was definitely <laughs> so in the fall halloween candy is like you know around right now what? Um, Miniature so, candy bars? Yes. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> fun size only reason. Only reason. I suddenly feel very appreciated. But I, <laughs> I would leave out just a little bag of candy for my parent because, and some of them would even thank me because they hadn't been home yet to eat dinner or whatever and they're here at school. And so that Snicker bar, Snickers bar that I just gave them or their student, I didn't care, um, actually made them a lot more positive. Yeah. So if you can... And not to say that you need to bribe anyone with candy, but, but like if you, you can, could, right? right? But if you can <laughs> offer them even just some sort of greeting of True. like, "Hey, I appreciate that you're here today with us." Flowers, yeah, I, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if you need a bouquet of roses, going to release serotonin. Like right. it's going to put everybody. You're not a you bit when you're hungry. Little, grab a little dose right. of sucrose. Right. Those, yeah. those flowers were a really big deal. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, like people people look yeah. forward to seeing those every year. Honestly. Yeah. 
everyone knows what's going on except for the listener at that point in time. <laughs> Uh, so I, um, pet peeve real quick well, I, that yeah. I want to address. I was always the, the person who, who did a lot of outreach. Like, you know, this week, you know, nothing was turned in. Like, I'm going to reach out to you and, and tried to do that. And, and it was usually the students that are struggling. It's harder to maybe hit on the students that are doing really well in that sense. But at that first parent teacher conferences, if that's the first interaction, that you're engaging with the teacher on and they've tried there. That's a, that's a red flag on parent. Now, yeah. if, if the teacher hasn't tried to reach out and your students doing um, poorly, that's a red flag on the teacher yeah. and, and that needs to be a, a different conversation, but constant mm -hmm. communication, there should really no, not be any big surprises happen at parent teacher conferences. Right. Mm -mm. My, my favorite Joey. parent, yeah. and I know everybody's <laughs> had this one, and I'll paraphrase here, but the, well, just kick their butt, right? Uh, Whip their butt. Yeah. How many of you have had a yes. parent that yeah. said that? Yeah. And just, and hit, just hit them. Yeah. How worthless of a train of communication right. is that right. to go down? Um, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. When I've the, always, always got someone that says that. When yeah. that's the go-to tool to, mm -hmm. to motivate, inspire, or get student to change behavior, Right. Is is that? Uh, it's a red flag for us as educators when we hear that from a parent. Yes, and it maybe there's. Do I want to hit them? <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Is my livelihood is as meager <laughs> as it may be. But doesn't it make yeah, you like probably more? Imp 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 it does absolutely yeah. empathize yeah. with there that you go. student. That's the word for sure. And that's a big with, change yeah. that's come about in my philosophy of education. Sure. And we, we've had a lot of like trauma informed stuff yes. lately. And, and, you know, if you, if you yeah. think about where the kids are living and what they're going through, it really makes you interact with them on a, on a different level than what you used to. But yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I um, think piece of parenting advice, I think for all parents out there listening, just tell your kids no and mean it. I think that's the, Biggest thing you can do as a parent is is say no and mean it instead of whipping their butt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I think if you are a first year or new teacher, just remember that you are, you can only do so much. And like, if you have difficult conversations with a parent that is upset at you for whatever reason, even if it's maybe illogical, um, know that you can, hopefully turn to your admin or turn to mentor teachers that can come yeah. in to that conversation, invite them into that conversation. If you kind of already know mm -hmm. that Susie Q and her 47 kids are going to be in your room at a certain time, bring in the counselor. If you can bring in another party um, to make you feel safe because yeah. it's, you should feel safe when Absolutely. you're having those conversations with parents. It is. It's nice. It's nice to feel supported by administration. I mean, I've done exactly that. I had a counselor in the room because I knew the conversation was going to be difficult and it ended up being totally fine. And, you know, it, it was whatever, but it was my first year teaching. And so I was nervous about oh. it. And, but it all panned out, you know, and I think a big piece of that is being prepared, going into it, like knowing what you want to say, like about students and like what there is to say about them in your classroom. Um, but, you know, like, like I said at the beginning of the episode, there's not there's not too much philosophy to pick apart from this because you should have uh, engagement between the teacher and the parent and the student, like in that, in that way. Um, you know, I think we, we, we all pretty much agreed that uh, having the conferences in one big room all in the same space uh, 
there is a lot of benefit to that. Um, and also in any way that they can, uh, the, the administration taking on the planning of it all. Um, so I don't know if you're an administrator out there listening to it, like consider how you actually foster and encourage participation in parent teacher conferences. Cause that ultimately like creating that sense of community is what a school is for or what it, what it should be for is uh, establishing that community. Thank you for listening to where the whiteboards are. If you have any comments, questions, uh, topic suggestions, anything like that, please feel free to reach out to us. We have an email address. It is WTWA at 277media.com, where the whiteboards are WTWA at 277media.com. The opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employers, school districts, or communities in which they work.